Hello and welcome to Green Dudes, the only Green Day podcast that truly matters. You are here with myself, Connor Mack, and my uh, best friend, co-host, Green Day comrade in arms for life, Mr. Connor Kelly. Hey, y'all. Thanks, uh, as always, for the wonderful introduction, man. Connor, how's, uh, how's your no- November going so far? I have not. You've not? Ah, fuck. I, several, I mean, like, I, I'm telling you, it was like 12.01 yeah. a.m. I, I just, November 1st, and I, it's like, what what am I supposed to do? I, I, I was I was hoping one of us was going to make it this year, you know? Like, I was hoping oh, so one you of, nut? Oh, yeah, I nutted, yeah. I know, I nutted uh, a few times okay, so far. Okay, okay. I, uh, I just was like, maybe, like, one of us will make it, like, halfway through the month this time. Yeah. I don't know what's the point you know yeah, it's like you, you get to be a man of a certain age yes. and i i just i've never you, you can't I even i mean I, I don't understand i don't understand this. we've talked yeah. about this before with uh i mean with billy joe and uh also about our friend frank herbert who wrote dune as you get mm-hmm. older you do get hornier so that could be this could be the first, <laughs> this really could be the first symptom of uh of our latest full disclosure i mean i've never done it you know, I've, oh, and, no, and I've know. never, and I've never tried. No, so. I, it's not something I would ever do. Yeah. Um, but you just wanted to like check in. Yeah. See. I just thought it'd be a fun thing so. to open up with. It is fun. Yeah. It is fun. I'm going to ask Josh Have, uh, the same thing on chapter jumps. Oh yeah. Yeah. That you should. That would be, that's, that's our, really cool. That's our other podcast for uh, folks not in the know. Uh, but anyways, yeah. we are here to talk about green day. Um, this is a, yep. this is a very special episode. Very exciting because that. we are going to be talking about another new song that they released off of their uh, upcoming album saviors. Uh, we'll be talking about that. And then also they announced a freaking world tour too. So I want to talk about that a good bit as well that's pretty crazy it's a it's a it's it has been a crazy week in the oh. in the green day world um connor how, how has this you know i know you 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 work and do normal things too um so yeah uh you know did 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 you get a chance to check it out on a uh, release day i know you've listened to it you know because because this is kind of a unique uh scenario where we we have heard the uh, uh vinyl rip and a live version of the song before we actually got the full studio release um, which is kind of, you know, some people don't like it. Some people think that, uh, oh, I'm going to wait until it's in high fidelity. I can listen to it the right way as God intended. Um, but I think, you know, it's kind of a fun way to, to introduce yourself to the song. You kind of make some memories with the song before it's even released. And I mean, if the artist didn't want it to be heard, why would they play it live before? You know, it's like, yeah, true. But, uh, yeah. So, so, you know, going into this week, Connor, what's how, how, how are you feeling? Uh, pretty good. And yeah, to answer your question, um, so as you said, uh, I, I had listened to the, uh, the bootleg recording of that seven inch, um, thought it was really good, but, uh, just mere moments ago was my first time listening to the, the actual, uh, studio version of it. And, yeah, I mean, there there is a, a different, uh, a definite difference in clarity. You know, not surprising. That's that's how it goes. Um, but it was funny because I I kind of wasn't sure how much of that uh, bootleg graininess was like intentional or not. And and now it's like pretty obvious um, that 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 there is a, a definite um, 
clarity that they're going for, but not a cleanliness, I'd say. You know, this yeah. is still a, a pretty um, gritty, fast song. Uh, some really great energy to it. Uh, having listened to it twice back-to-back now, um, uh, yeah, I I really dig it. I, I feel like... Um, it's, uh, for myself, even even like more immediate than uh, the American Dream is killing me. So it's it's cool that they're releasing them, you know, close together. Yeah, I I agree with that completely. Um, and yeah, that's a good point about like not knowing if if the vinyl rip grittiness is intentional or not because a lot of these days some records do they they do have that uh, intentional vinyl graininess added in in production which can be a cool production technique and it's really funny because um when when father of all motherfuckers came out uh it first leaked in in vinyl rip format and uh that was actually how we listened to it for the first time you and i uh i remember yeah we, we were at a birthday party in uh in the big apple and uh we snuck out we snuck out and uh like like true green day diehards and and listens, um, you know, in, in some corner of some building on yeah, it or whatever, with one headphone funny. each. Exactly, and I, you know, it might be more fun to talk about again when we get back to foam. I'm sure we will, but um, you know, this was in like the dead of winter too. Yes, I remember yes. sitting out there with like our winter jackets on and our and our beanies, and you know, it's like this is in the middle of February, you know, and it's like. We are we are sitting outside in in just like this little um, yeah like like just just this uh, like someone's doorway you know yeah, like an apartment <laughs> complex like the, yeah exactly we're yeah. just like huddled we're huddled there listening to this record uh, yeah that that was a really fun experience and and kind of speaks to what you were saying about how um, you know it could be worthwhile and and interesting and memorable just on its own to to listen to a rip or a bootleg. Uh, first, you know, because that that could be its own experience. I do get wanting to wait for the official release. There's certain things that I do that for and feel more strongly about. But when it comes to Green Day songs, it's like, e- come on, you know, you can't expect me to wait. It's like really, gimme, right? Gimme. You know, it's like, yeah, gotta get my grubby paws on that on on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit as soon as I can but it's funny that you brought up the kind of grittiness because Father of All is like a good example of an album that does kind of have that um, synthetic grittiness kind of added to it in production on a lot of those songs um, so I mean obviously the, the the rip we listened to was I mean the studio version is a lot better than the rip we listened to but mm-hmm. that that was the case of like kind of like I you know I feel like uh we're kind of like, oh, Graffiti uh, is a great song. I wonder if it's going to sound like that because it was, it's, it, it kind of has that feel, and then it, it th- that's like one of the songs that kind of does have that um, injection of classic grittiness, kind of synthetically, um, which I think, and I think that it does work in the, in in Foam's case. We'll talk yeah. more about that when we get there, but um, just wanted to mention that as well. Yeah, and actually, like. Listening to this song, Look Ma No Brains, um, I was really struck by like how garage rocky it felt. And like in my mind, it kind of felt like a, a fusion of um, foam and Rev Rad. You know, it's like they're 
really leaning into um like that fast paced no nonsense kind of rock and roll you know like that that like swagger to it but i i think i think more in like the the garage rock sense than than like a classic kind of punk rock thing um yeah so i i caught myself even thinking about foam because i think you had mentioned uh when we were talking about um the american dream is killing me you know it's like that it's it's not just about like um i don't know forgetting foam or you know they're they're not like rewriting history or paving over anything you know it's like i think if you're really listening you can you can find moments you know from from that experience and from them making those songs you know that that are still a part of their their songwriting you know it's it's something that um i think is all part of like the the green day tapestry even here absolutely yeah and uh, i mean haters will disagree haters will disagree i will say that but there uh, it's undeniable that there is dna from foam and from the trilogy in this song i'm sorry folks uh, you know it is true i hate to disappoint you so i mean some people are like oh man this i love this this is so much better than I'm like dude this song would not exist if fucking sugar youth didn't exist yeah this song right. would not exist without the long shot or the trilogy are you kidding me? exactly are you kidding me um but yeah i mean i think it's a good example of uh Green Day, yeah, they're they're not abandoning a sound they love. Billy Joe would never abandon that. You know, he's he l- loves making these kind of uh, garage punk songs, whatever you want to call them. Um, he can't give those up. Um, this is a great example of it. Um, yeah, I I immediately loved the song, um, and then the more I listened to it, and especially with uh, the studio version coming out, you know, I have been listening to it a lot. And it's it's like becoming one of those songs in um in a category for me that feel really special because they it re- really resonates with the kind of sad fool of an individual that I am you know kind of like a like little boy named Train and yes um, <clears throat> I mean the, the the list goes on and on there's plenty of of songs about Billy Joe and uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is uh, an issue with poor self worth, but uh, it, it is something that I I relate to because um, I I am a knucklehead. You know, he says that in the song. I am a knucklehead, uh, and it's you know for me it, it is too late for suicide. I am I'm past twenty seven, so that's off the table now. <laughs> um, uh, but no, yeah, I, I I really do like ah. I, I mean, it it just works for me, and uh, the lyrics are are fun and funny and. Uh, but also, you know, it, it does have kind of that um, kind of pull at you. Like, you know, he really means it. Yeah. Yeah. I I was definitely thinking that, too. And especially since we've been, you know, going back, you know, we've also been talking about um, uh, the, the first songs off of uh, 39 Smooth and, you know, talking about how, like, oh, you know, it, it starts off with... Um, all these love songs, all you know, the 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 way that like things uh, reoccur in Billy's songwriting and his lyricism, and and listening to this song, yeah, I was like, wow, like what a uh, what another brick delay in like the 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 ongoing wall that is, you know, Billy just constantly, um, you know, uh, 
you know, almost, uh, it, it's kind of like this push and pull, I think, between like lamenting and then like almost being proud of being like the perpetual fool, you exactly, know? Exactly, the forever fuck up, you're right. Like, yeah. And I mean, that does come to a head in like something like Dirty Rotten Bastards, you know, where it's like, right. I wear this as a badge of honor. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's fun. And I mean, I, you know, I think it kind of goes to the, it, like points to the fact that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to not take yourself so seriously. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not great to, to be like so down on yourself. Like I can't fucking do shit. I suck at everything, whatever. Which is like, you know, that does happen. Um, uh, yeah, I think many people feel that way. Um, sometimes. But it's it's also it's good to not take yourself so seriously and you know laugh at yourself a little bit even if it is uh, an actual issue with you. Right. It's it's like at your expense, but there's there there's a, a humor to it. It's not yes. it's not even about um, like tearing yourself down. You know, yeah, it's it's yeah. kind of like a self reflection where it's like wow, you know, it's like it it is kind of funny that this is the person that I am. You know, and I. Um, yeah, like the the tone of this song is definitely not, uh, you know, it, it, it's not somber, you know. Um, so I, I I think it all works. I I always love uh, you know that kind of lyricism. That's another thing that I think draws us to Green Day. And yeah, you know, certainly uh, both of us have and do feel that way. Um, you know, a lot of the time. So it's it it is. I don't know. It might sound corny, but like it is cool to see someone who like kind of has it all and it's like yeah man me too you know it's it's kind of just part of the the human experience you yeah, know and yeah. I, I don't think you know we were kind of talking about how um it's like does any of the lyricism on uh on uh the american dream is killing me like does any of that come off as like disingenuous or insincere because you know they're they're kind of levying this critique but from a place of like extreme wealth and privilege and you know if if you want to hear where we landed on that go back and listen to that episode yes um but but from like where billy is writing from from this perspective on look ma no brains um it just feels completely heartfelt you know it's it there's, there's just no denying that it, it comes yeah. from like a real place this is this is something that he can't not write about you know exactly and i mean i think that's you know he has been writing uh like this through this theme uh since since the first record since i mean kerplunk especially the second record um it's been there before fame and success uh and it's it's like man i you know he he still feels like that that little kid you know that's that yeah exactly it's the outsider and you know it's uh so yeah it's super relatable for me um connor what do you think? Like, it, I think the song sounds fucking awesome. It does. Yeah, it really it sounds does. So good. Like, as as much as I do enjoy Foam and Butch Walker's production, it was very cool and unique for Green Day. I think it sounds good. Many people disagree, um, but there is just no fucking comparison when you get you get fucking Rob Cavallo in a room with Green Day. You're getting magic. Yeah, it's uh, a a real um, beautiful partnership, you know, yeah. that they have. Uh, yeah, it, it just it sounds so. Um, uh, to me, it kind of has this this kind of you know a, a very like booming in your face quality. You know, there's there's like a sharpness to it, and um, 
and yeah, like a, a clarity, but that doesn't feel, you know, squeaky clean, which I, I think is really important. And I, I think a big part of their sound, you know, it's like, because, you know, there's moments that, that feel like, you know, soaring and, and Green Day is so good at like those like big anthemic sounds. Um, but, you know, to my ears, it's it's not overproduced, you know, it, no. it still it still has like that that feeling of, you know, three guys in a room. I think they kind of get to both play exactly. like both sides of the field. You yes. Know? Yeah, that's um, it, it, it sounds clean and um, like produced well, like you can tell it's it's a professional production, but. I think it's it's like it, like intentionally it does sound like the three guys in a room playing like mm-hmm. um, and actually uh, I was going to text you about this but Mike was actually just on a podcast um, with this this old radio guy who's, who's his name is the is is Mighty Manfred <laughs> and his, cool. his name it's it's not the Mighty Man Fred Mighty Manfred one word Manfred. Yeah. He's the Manfred. I, I I think Manfred might be a name though. Really? I think it might be. Uh, yeah. Um, isn't um. I don't know. I feel like I feel like maybe there's even like a band or something with like like Manfred Man or. Is it a spinoff of? Might Wilfred? be talking out of my ass. Uh, I don't. You know, I didn't see the ending of that show. Yeah, don't, that was a good show. Ruin it for me. It was a good yeah, show. Yeah, it was. It. I. You know, Elijah Wood. Um, he's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. he is. He's a good guy. Um, but yeah, so. I I do think they they cross that that line um, well. Uh, oh yeah, and going back to the podcast, what, what I was saying. Yeah, was, what, uh, what was the deal? With yeah. So, anyways, um, what what made me think of it was it was it's a great interview. Honestly, everyone who's into Green Day should listen to it. It's a good like forty minute interview with Mike, which we haven't had in a while. He uh, he sounds super excited for for the record. Seems really proud of it. Um, but yeah, he he like really emphasized like the the need for the three of them to be in the same room fleshing it out together like it uh and, and that this was a you know an example of of it just like fucking worked like it just locked in and it really fucking worked um and speaking of mike the bass in this i mean the bass is awesome in this there there there's i mean throughout the song it's it it is present it's in your face but also there's some some pretty cool parts um you know little little flourishes and stuff that that mike throws in throughout yeah, that jumped out at me too. Um, we're also going to have to talk about Mike's vocals in a minute here, but yeah, uh, yeah as far as the bass playing goes, it it really does feel um, you know consistent and and present. Um, yeah, you know it's thick, it's springy, um, it's 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 there. It's cool to have those flourishes, um, and especially you know I, I feel like <clears throat> I don't know like a, a lot of times with Green Day releases, I feel like. There's there's usually that complaint uh, from from some parts of the fandom hanging somewhere in the background where it's like you know where's Mike's bass you know what's what's Mike doing is he just you know checked out you know just just sitting there following the guitar um, but I, I definitely caught myself uh, you know even on just these first two lesson listens thinking like man um, yeah Mike's Mike's bass playing sounds really great um, feels like it's its own distinct, um, you know, line that you can follow throughout the song. Yes. That, uh, yep. it's, it's, it's not, it's not just by the numbers. You no, know? this is um, actually, you're right about that. This is a good example of, cause like, you know, sometimes, and I think Mike is, a is, is a great, obviously he's a great bass player. We all know he's, he's the best bassist in punk rock. Um, easily. Sorry, Mark Hoppus. 
we love you, but yeah. just come on. I think, I, I you, think he would agree. I think so too. I do. I think so too. Um, and he has reigned in um, what he, he, he does in, in songs over the years because he's a great example of somebody learning like to, to play for the song. Like there were, you know, Green Day's music did shift dramatically for them when American Idiot happened. And I think, I think Mike rightly was like, yeah, I, I got to change my thing up too. And so he, he serves a song and most of the time I think does that very well. Um, I, I do think it is, it's, it's a little bit, uh, absurd to say, yeah, he's, he's checked out or he, there's no cool bass parts on those albums. Cause there absolutely are. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he serves the song mostly. Um, and this is a great example of him doing just that, not only, or not just following the, the, um, the lead guitar, but, but like playing bass in a complimentary way you know kind of like yeah they're like interweaving almost mm-hmm. uh which is which is really cool yeah yeah exactly it, it it feels like like the dna strands yeah like kind of like meeting and then branching off and you know it's like over and over again um, yeah. so yeah there's a really great interplay there um and actually okay so i said i want to talk about mike's vocals and i yes. do but let's jump to the guitar quick because yes, we're kind of talking about the the complementary nature of them um and just before the podcast, I was like, Connor, uh, this, you know, uh, just a part of the riff there, but like, especially when the song first starts, we get that like, kind of a, you know, thing going on. And I was like, man, this is really making me think of like, in my mind, a very specific particular Green Day song. And it's kind of driving me nuts that I feel like I can't think about it. And you had some suggestions where it's like, you're, you're right about them sounding the same. And it, it also makes me realize, like, oh, this this is kind of like another riff that I think Billy has gone back to yes. many times, yeah. whether it's prominent or it's there, you know, just for a flash. Uh, but it it also kind of feels like it's pulling on this, um, you know, th- this idea that Billy comes back to, you know, not just in his lyricism, but in his playing. And I, I was thinking, like, hey, that that's kind of cool, too, you know, that it feels like that's part of the song as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I... I, I the in the beginning of the song uh is you know you're probably right that it, it it's i'm sure it's reminiscent to something uh, I, I will get back to you on that because i feel like there's but whatever. Yeah, we'll talk about it their back catalog but to me it it is it closely resembles the the end of american idiot um it also resembles the in, in kind of an inverted way the from fuck time also in father of all motherfuckers the song um and so yeah and, and there's other examples of of him using that riff and but but doing different things with it like people people always love to talk about how how easy it is to recycle riffs like they say i mean they they say this about billy joe about tom delong about um rivers cuomo like like yeah oh, they just recycle riffs they've oh, that's been done a bunch of times um and I, I don't know. I, I feel like you can kind of repurpose things or do things in a different way. Like, and, and I think that's just as valid as, uh, uh, you know, it's like, of course you're going to, um, there's going to be similarities when you're, uh, a songwriter for such a long period of time. Um, but I, I just don't really understand why people have much of an issue with that. Um, and I mean, if it's blatant and like the whole thing is the same, then you're like, okay, yeah, maybe that's, 
maybe they just didn't realize that they wrote that song again. Right. But a lot of the time, if it's like one aspect of the song um, kind of repurposed, then I, I mean, I kind of like it. Like it, it's a good riff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think like I'm right there with you on the point where it's like, okay, like we're not saying that things aren't, um, you know, reused or repurposed, but it's like, would you really say that one Green Day song sounds identical to the other? Like because of that reason, um, I'd be hard pressed to think that that's true you know um i really wonder like what what two songs people would put side by side and be like yeah like these are the same because even when things you know are are used again or or sound similar to something else it's it's always changed or altered in some way where it it fits the song you know it's it's not just um not it's never just like a copy paste so uh yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool that it was reminiscent of that, and and even just on top of that, um, I just think the guitar playing on this song is is really great, and I, I love the way that um, after I think it's like after that second chorus, it goes into like this bridge, and you get like more of that minor sound to it. You know, yes, it, it like yes. goes down a step, yep. and uh, wow, it just sounds really great. Like uh, in contrast to what the like kind of the brightness of the rest of the song and. You know, it's a pretty, I don't want to say like a standard trick, but like something that they use a lot too, something a lot of songwriters would use. Um, but like, it's just done so well here. You know, yes. n- none of it sounds like derivative. Like they just fucking nail it. Like it sounds so good when they go down that step and it's just like, wow. Like, I know. I fucking loved it. Yeah, I absolutely, it's it's uh, something I, I actually have um, really loved about it um, is the structure of the song is like it's it's a very simple song but uh structurally it's like a little it's a little strange um it it's it's interesting because it it goes right into the the verse it so it, it you know goes verse verse chorus bridge chorus so it's like it it uh leaves the verse behind once it goes into the first chorus and then goes right into the bridge and that's like super effective cuz yeah cuz if 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 they went into like a third verse um, after the first chorus, which is kind of like what the standard song structure would 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 do, I think the impact of that um, that that bridge would be be a little bit understated. Um, and I mean that's kind of like getting into the weeds with songwriting and stuff. But that's like one of the the little things that like I know Billy likes to kind of flip things on his head. Like you know in like Revolution Radio, he ha- there's like a pre-chorus for uh after the first verse but not there in the second verse and just like little things that like it you know kind of like tricks your brain because you're expecting something uh to happen then something different happens and it's always like right before the most impactful part and it's it's Mm -hmm. i mean it's done really well yeah you're right yeah you kind of get the the rug pulled out from under you yeah you know not not in a way where it's like you know jarring you're like what's going on you know this is too experimental i don't know know what's (laughs) happening you know it's it's i know it's it it it, ultimately like it's still all pretty straightforward but like you're definitely right to say it's you know those those maybe seemingly minor changes or 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 like or or um, alterations that you wouldn't even consider to be changes in the first place you know have a big effect on uh how the song feels in yeah. the end to the listener and and you're right yeah like that chorus bridge chorus sandwich there um is is really strong for this song um and like kind of 
tying some of the things we've been talking about in our discussion together because I was like, oh, I want to talk about Mike's vocals. Um, but we get, you know, a lot more or it, it's a lot more clear and present yes. in the bridge there. I think I think there's a couple other parts throughout the song where he is singing, but it's like um, brought much more into the forefront uh, during that bridge part. And I I really loved having some uh, some mic vocals there. It's, that was really cool. It's been a while. I mean, not like in that capacity, at least it has maybe been a little bit. Um, and yeah, I, I love it. That's another thing. It's like, um, after the, uh, like second verse, there's, there, there's like a little bit of a, Oh, you know, and it's like, yes, uh, yes. It's, it's, it's like just really sweet and just like sprinkled on there. And then, uh, and then, yeah, the don't panic in, in the bridge is, uh, is, is really, really great it really adds to the song and it's also great that they referenced hitchhiker's guide <laughs> yeah. you know you know i didn't uh, i didn't think about that but man you're so right they were probably it's crazy that they us. i know I, you know and they made the bridge exactly 42 seconds long yes i uh-huh you're i didn't realize that but looking at it now you're absolutely right um, i know i know yeah i mean i i would say um and to be fair, people will will be like, "That's Mike is singing Billy's recorded vocals, backing vocals. They record the backing vocals like together. Mike is definitely in there. It's it's not just Mike, but it's it is Mike. Um, I love it. I I would say you know, bring it on, baby. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, and definitely then, a strong you know, point. I I don't want to leave out Trey here. He's solid as ever. He's he's really good. Um, I think. I think he is understated. I, I I I want to listen again, like intently on the drums, because I I I read somewhere like that his hi hat work was really cool and creative on the song. And I I haven't really picked up on that yet, so I'm I'm going to give him more attention. But um, but he he kills it kills it as always. It's there's there's no surprise there. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing, where it's like I don't really think I have a exact point to like shout out. Um, Except I, I think I think if I'm remembering rightly here, again I've listened to the song twice now, um, but I think it's either at the very like going into the beginning of the bridge or going out of the bridge into the last chorus. There, there's like this one fill that feels a little different from the others. Um, I think to like smooth over that transition. Yeah. That um, I, I think even in the music video they might show him more prominently as he plays it, and I was like, oh, you know, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, I but agree. otherwise, yeah, I didn't I didn't have as much. Yeah, and that's a good segue into the video, um, which actually I, I think Trey is a great part of the video. He pulls some classic Trey cool faces. Yeah, I mean that you, you it's it's undeniable. Yep. To, you know, it's like it's like our our boy. You know, he's there. You he's, know, he's there. He's he's up to his old tricks. You know. <laughs> deranged smirks throughout the song yeah which we've grown to love um and the video itself my my first thoughts the first thing i gotta say is uh man it kind of feels like a 90s green day video it does right it does yep yeah yeah no i i agree um yeah i mean there's yeah, a little. It's like part basket case. Um, yes. Yeah, part geek stink breath. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then you know the the black and white they've they've done here and there. 
Um, it even, I forget if this is just like the promotional material or if it has anything to do with the, the, the thing itself. It has been so long since I've watched it, but, um, that with the, there was like some flashes of like the pink too. Yeah. I even felt like I was like, oh, this is a bit like awesome as fuck. Um, but oh. I think that's more like the marketing material for yeah. it, to be honest. Yeah. No, I, 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 I get what you're saying. What it makes me think of is, um, at the end of the American Idiot video, there is lights flashing with the slime going down and stuff. Yes. Oh, true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that reminds me of. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's it's like, yeah, the last chorus, it's it's violently flashing. The video is is uh, this band playing in a room with this this kid uh, getting shock therapy performed on him, and um, yeah, so it's 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 violently flashing and. Uh, um yeah i mean it it's 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 very cool i think the only difference is if it was done in the 90s there would not be an epilepsy warning uh in the yeah beginning. true but it's you know hey that's a sign of progress yeah Nothing, absolutely uh, no i think that's a good thing to have that's only a right. good thing for sure uh but yeah i i i i love the video the only thing that i'm like kind of hung up on is so the, these two videos so far both have been in, in black and white yes um the zombies one, like, okay, they're trying to be like Night of the Living Dead, old school zombies. This one, I get, it's like, I don't know, it's got kind of like a classic 70s feel, kind of, when they were performing mm-hmm. shock therapy, I think. Um, I don't know. But I, I don't know if we've, we've talked about this on the podcast yet, but this this um, album rollout is is actually monumental, historic. Because I know I know exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> it is the first time in a long time that Billy has blonde hair for an album yeah. release. Um, he, historically, for ever since American Idiot, he has dyed his hair, bleached his hair for most of the recording pro- you know process, uh, and then right before they're trying to you know firing things up for promo and rolling the record out he he uh dies at jet black again to fit to, to that's his signature look you know yeah, so it's like, it's like back to the uniform you know yes exactly yeah and i mean for a long time where i i, I feel like i've i've talked to you and we're just like yeah i, I hope blonde billy stays like stay you know stick around know. for once and uh he finally did and uh both videos you can't even can't even appreciate it you know <laughs> it is kind of funny in in that regard and i um i do like the you know i i like the black and white for um look ma no brains especially too because uh it feels like kind of like the song it's it it feels like it has a bit more of like a stripped back simplistic feeling you know it's mostly just them playing interspersed with those you know small cuts of uh uh of the kid and uh it's like yeah you don't even really have the color to accentuate anything for the most part um so i I felt like that fit with the song really well but i hear you completely where it's like okay you know this this is a big deal we got blonde billy here and uh you know nothing nothing to show for it nothing to highlight it um you know maybe maybe that will change but they do seem like they're in a black and white thing because that's uh part of the album cover too yes exactly yeah pretty uh you know, in, in step with that theme there. I, I, I think it is informed by the album cover. And I think that's a, it's a good aesthetic to have. I, I like it. I'm just being a weird little fanboy who's nah, I get parasocial. It, I, get it. I wonder, excited. wouldn't it be funny if, if uh, part of the reason Billy chose to keep his, his hair blonde was because of how it looked in black and white. Ah, yeah. Right. That could very well be true. 
Um, or maybe we're thinking about it way more than he has ever thought about it. You know, I don't, <laughs> right. I don't know. Right. I don't know which one's more likely. But 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 also he must think about it because obviously there's no way you just coincidentally you know dye your hair yeah uh, you know from know. from blonde to black every time you come every out with a new time. album so like uh-huh. he he does have to be thinking about it yeah. you know yeah it's just like how much and who really cares exactly you know? yeah I know and it's like I guess the answer is us uh, to a yeah. to a disturbing uh, degree the, but um, the the only thing the only thing that's left is uh, beard Billy. I know, and this is something we've also been we've been talking about it since he has been old, which is I think he looks great with a beard. <laughs> he does, I just, he one does. of these days I, I need you know, even if it's like, you know, he's he's doing like a solo album in like eight years or something you know, it's like uh, you know, just 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 once, you know. Um I hope he I hope he rocks it one day because uh, you know, he, he really can pull it off. I I agree with you totally. I think, um, I think he, and, and maybe, maybe the blonde, there is, or maybe the reason for the blonde now is that he maybe thinks with his age, he does look better with the blonde than the black. Cause I mean, at a certain point, it's like, if you have jet black hair, you know, it's not natural, you know? Yeah. And it, and I, you know, it can look kind of silly. Um, but I, you know, th- there have been times during uh, green day's downtime where he has, played shows with the cover-ups and, and and other things where where he's he he lets himself go gray and and and, and does rock the beard so so there's there's more precedent for it recently than in the past so i think you know i think he's easing into aging you know yeah yeah and the 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 more the more time passes the older they get i think the more comfortable they are with you know, embracing that. And it, yeah. it's, it does have to be a weird transition, you know, as, sure. as rock stars and, um, and, and how much of your imagery is like tied to, uh, you know, your worth, your success, your commerciality. I know. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's gotta be weird, but I, I do think you're right. There's, there's small pieces of that poking through and, you know, it's cool to see that in any fashion here. Um, on uh, on this album rollout so yeah yeah, that, yeah. That's all no, it, it is cool i mean we you know not every rock star can be gerard way and just say i'm just gonna let myself be be all natural and you know i know fuck the game i'm gonna wear whatever the fuck i want on stage you know um but i think we'll i think we'll see old billy at some point uh anything you wanted to, to point out about the video uh not otherwise i i guess i just liked the the more simple nature of it. Like, I, I think the, um, I, I keep, every time I'm about to say the song title, I, I have to like pause and think about it. Cause I'm still like, I don't know, getting it all straight in my head, but I, I, I like look mono brains music video over, um, the American dream is killing me. Yeah. Just cause I felt like the American dream is killing me video. Um, you know, there's, there's a bit more corniness to it and uh you know there's definitely a part of me where it's like yeah you know that's kind of endearing that's kind of fun we talked about that too um but i just think it works better with less parts you know you don't have the zombie thing going on you don't have the the weird makeup you know it's like you know just just give us a music video of them fucking rocking it uh you know in black and white yeah. and then just like like you said like kind of like a almost like a 90s music video touch with yeah, uh yeah with the the story element there in this music video. So I, I thought that was cool. You know, it's like the bigger you are, you know, it's like, 
sometimes it's it's good to have like a small music video like that you know you don't Definitely. you don't need any more than that so yeah, i yeah th that's all i would want to end with is I, I i like it for that reason yeah no I, I i agree with you there um and yeah i mean part of me thinks like we're gonna look back on the the american dream is killing me video as like oh it's kind of like a novelty it's kind of like oh it's the halloween video they put it out around halloween time that's why they're zombies I mean, it's done well and it's cool, but I don't. It's not going to age as well as uh, as this video. Um, yeah. But in other news, on the day they released the new song, they also announced tour dates. And Connor, guess what? What? <laughs> They're playing stadiums again. Holy shit! Big fucking baseball stadiums. I mean, wow. I don't know. It's uh, uh I don't know. Once one I don't know. Maybe maybe I was thinking like once you play that big, does it feel like you're stepping back down? If you don't yeah. you know, it's kind of like the American idiot 21st century breakdown effect where it's like I think I think looking back the arc of history, you know, it's like and I love 21st, but like it, it didn't have to be American Idiot, but bigger. But they had like a, I think, a pressure that they put on themselves yes. to do that. 100%. And I wonder if, I wonder if this is a similar kind of feeling where it's like, well, if you just, if, if that was your last tour, you know, the Hell Omega tour, is there a pressure that they, they are again putting on themselves to follow it up with like that, but again, you know? Yeah, Maybe. I. I think there is. I think you're right. Um, and, but you know, when when Foam was announced and they announced the Hell of Mega Tour in 2019, um, the band was talking about how like they th that was their aim with this is that they they want to be a band that plays stadiums. They uh they signed with Crush Music, which is they that's a, a big uh, like music management company. They they manage tons of bands like Weezer and Fall Out Boy, and that's how the Hell Megator came together, you know. Um, but but yeah, they're like that's our that's our goal. Make this happen. Um, it happened. It did really really well. Um, but you know, this is this is kind of the thing where it's like that was that was essentially like a, a Monsters of Rock tour where. Um, you had two other huge bands playing, um, playing with you. And this time around, uh, it, it is called the saviors tour. So, so it's built, it's, it's named after the album coming out. Um, and, and it seems like more of a green day is the headlining headliner, you know, like exactly. And yes, smashing pumpkins are playing with them. So is rancid. Uh, I know smashing pumpkins is huge. Like they are, that's another big band. Um, but I don't, I just, I, I do not know if the draw is going to be entirely comparable to Hell Mega. Yeah, it will definitely be a, a lot of people, um, you know, the, the bands included, of course, and, and those managing them are, are very much going to have their eyes, um, focused on that. But, uh, I don't know, like talking it out with you. I mean, certainly, certainly, um. Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid, you're right, they're big, but like to your point, no, this is no Hell Omega tour. You know, they they don't have um, that same draw as a collective as yeah. they did then. Um, but you know, it is it is pretty cool to have Green Day continue that that trajectory. Um, it's like how many 
bands are even playing stadiums, you know. Um, usually that's reserved for like Titanic pop acts, you know, if you're like a, a pop, you know, maybe, right? Um, and then like certain rock bands, like if you were going to be like the Rolling Stones, right? It's like, that's yeah, exactly you could. It, yeah. There, you could do that. That's the level. That is the level that um, you need to reach to right. headline stadiums consistently on your own. And yeah. I, and so so there is something to, to be said. It's like, what what is that going to look like for Green Day? I don't know. But, you know, the fact that they're at a point where they can even attempt it at this point in their career. I mean, it. there is definitely a part of it that I think is also amazing, you know, that they, they're always like striving for, for growth, like the next step, like what's the evolution of green day? You know, they, they are not content to just, uh, go for the, the same thing again, you know? And, and it kind of maybe did feel that way. It's like, Oh, is, is this tour, the savior's tour, is this hell Omega tour again? You know, I think that's even how I put it just a few minutes ago, but kind of talking it out, it there there is an, uh, an important distinction that it's more focused on Green Day it is kind of to see if they can do it on their own and yeah. um, it, it's kind of amazing that they can even attempt it. Yeah, you know? no, you're, you're, that's that's well said. I think you're right, um, and it's it's it is going to be interesting. I you know as a Green Day fan, like I I always I'm always rooting for the boys. I always hope they win. You know, I hope they succeed. I hope this tour is fucking killer. Um, but part of me is like selfish. I'm like, well, well, do I enjoy stadium shows as much as arena shows? You know, obviously, like it kind of feels like there's no room for club shows anymore, or not as much as there was maybe around the Rev Rad time. Do they are they going to attempt that again? I certainly hope so. Um, so I, yeah. But then part of me is like, well, this is kind of cool. Stadium shows are fun. I, I love the spectacle of it all. Um, I've seen more intimate Green Day shows than most people, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, but but yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what 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 I prefer. Yeah, I know what you mean. I there is a pro and con aspect, and um, I mean speaking for myself, I, I do think. I do think I'd prefer like the arena show or, you know, certainly like smaller, smaller shows in general, but even, even just at the arena level, I do think I prefer over the stadium show. Cause it feels like that's like the, the biggest, um, possible like venue where there's still kind of like a, th- there's a place to like cut loose, you yeah, know, to, to really, uh-huh. and in a stadium, it's like there are so many people. It is so packed, and it, this is not a uh, uh, like a criticism at, at anyone. But I think uh, I think more people who go to stadium shows are more likely to go like for the spectacle. You know, they are not necessarily going to be like losing their minds in the pit, and that's not really what either of us do or either of us really want. But I, I do think there's this strange effect with stadium shows where it almost feels like there are so many people that in a way there's like less opportunity to like express yourself that way at a concert because you're, you're either like, so you're so confined, you might even be like on the stadium seats and it's like, what do you do? Like 
barely hop up and down on like your one little foot of concrete or uh-huh, you're on the floor and you you can't even move because there's a million people around you yeah, and most yeah. people are just standing there bobbing their heads up and down like we experienced both of that last or fuck yeah two or three years ago so you you kind of it it, it feels like a weird catch 22 you would think like more people the crazier it gets but it, there, there's a certain point where that actually is not true anymore and i yeah. think it's like at that stadium level and that actually translates to the performers as well. Like, I think uh, we, we did see that, um, you know, the, the band, whatever band is, pr- is playing a stadium wants to put on a spectacle, you know? That's how you, you know, entertain people in the very back of the, like a two miles away from you, you know? Like, right. <laughs> flashing lights, big production, all this shit going on. Um, and there's literally not room for audibles there, there there's not room to call in a song um play it which we have seen at many arenas um mm-hmm. you know maybe less over the years but it, it still it did happen um so yeah as like a selfish green day fan i'm like but i want the deep cuts i want you to you know i i want someone to shout out uh 409 in your coffee maker and then you just play it <laughs> <laughs> you know i know i know um no, that that's absolutely true, and I think those are all like really valid points to bring up for stadium tours. Uh, I, I could really kind of see this being like, you know, their stadium era, and then you know maybe next tour they they kind of reflect on on how it went, and you know they might come to some of the same conclusions too, and yeah. and choose to uh, scale it back down a notch. Uh, I really wonder, but I definitely a part of me. For for those all those same reasons, you know, I, I get I get the um, you know that that selfish Green Day fan nature. You and I have had a lot of conversations like that, even after arena shows, where I'm oh, like, yeah. man, it's the same set list over and over oh, again. Yeah. Um, so arena shows are not perfect. Yeah, like it's it's the way it is. But um, but I don't know. I feel like after having talked it out with you, I I am excited to see what like a green day headliner stadium show is is like you know i i do yeah. think we got close to that with hell omega but yeah it's like you got to be you got to be aware and considerate of the other acts and you're like sharing the stage here but but yeah i mean this is essentially you know all green day here and it is. Uh, yeah I, I wonder what that's gonna look like that's that's exciting in its own way yeah i, I do think you're right it, it's, it kind of is a make or break for the stadium um uh, sustainability for the band um, so we will see which way that goes either way hope for the best one big big thing though that I think is does help uh, the, the draw is right there on the poster it says celebrating 20 years of American Idiot and 30 years of Dookie that's right Connor what does that fucking mean what does that I know, mean? And, and in fact, you texted me. You're like, "Are we getting both albums in full?" Like, that would be crazy. <laughs> I do think that that's too much to hope. Um, but the fact is, it's possible. You know, I mean, it's it's certainly easier for them to play Dookie in full. Uh, they did that really not that long ago now, right? Yeah, they did um, that at the club show before. Yeah, when we were young. So. I I really could see that. I would be floored if we got American Idiot. Info. I would. I mean, that would. It, you could play that anywhere. Uh, stadium. You know. I don't. Oh, I don't I know. care. You know. I know. Yeah. Uh, 
that would be it would make everything worth yeah it. you know i do think that if that was the plan they would have stated that clearly on the they poster yeah, they would announce it. Um, you're right and part of me is like you celebrate those albums every fucking show like you already like play the majority of both of those albums every night like what are you doing yeah. diff- like so so what are you doing differently or is it all a marketing thing yeah, we'll see. I mean, certainly I would hope that we get songs that they don't play as often. And, you know, that secret show that they played um, uh, just uh, right, it was right around the announcement or the release for um, The American Dream is Killing Me. They closed with Homecoming, right? I know, it's like, I know. Maybe, maybe they're practicing. That's, maybe they're dusting off the cobwebs and yes. we're getting some Homecoming in the set list there, you know? I know. If that's all I ask, like, if anything, if you're going to change the, the set list at all, just keep the fucking white whale in there. Please keep it in there. I want to hear that once live before I die. Um, you know, please, please. Uh, I think that would be, and it would be so fucking good in the stadium too. Can you yeah. imagine that? Oh, it's just, it sounds like pure, you, you know, euphoria. Um, yeah. But yeah, so... I don't know. We will see how, how that goes. But the funny thing is, it's like we're, we're celebrating both of these albums, but it's still the Saviors tour. So in a hypothetical like world where they were playing both albums in full, that's American Idiot is almost an hour. Mm-hmm. Dookie is like 30 minutes. Um, so that's an hour and a half. If they did both of those and then played like the Saviors singles, that would be insane. I mean, like it, the, the, the thing about it is like it is possible. Like it does work time wise. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem very likely, but like you play American Idiot, you play Dookie, you play the what five Savior songs or whatever four Savior songs, then Good Riddance. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's possible. I, it's I, I mean talking about it, it's like it's it's too much to hope. It sounds like such an incredible idea and such an incredible set list that um I know. You know that that was I remember now talking about the Hell Omega tour, talking about the set list and and how another thing that felt like was kind of constraining is when you're trying to put on a show that is um, entertaining for t- the incredibly broad range of people who are going to come to a stadium show, it's like, you know, you're not going to be playing deep cuts. You know, that's, that's not what's going to be happening because exactly. ultimately you're trying to entertain like how, however many thousands of people are there, you know? Um, so it, it, it feels like I, I don't, I don't think it's realistic to expect that, but I don't know. In my heart, I kind of do hope for it. I now know. That you've said it. And, uh, you know, I think you can uh, sometimes expect the unexpected. Not always. Uh, before we wrap up really quickly, Connor, I, I have um, a couple of, you know, I wanted to go into the Reddit comments for Look Mono Brains. Um, and I, I was sh- shocked, but not shocked that overwhelmingly the consensus is positive. People love the fucking song. People are saying, Sounds like the 90s. So much better than American Dream is killing me. Love it, love it. Um, but but there are a couple of stragglers. There were only two comments that I found that I thought were worthy, but I did want to read them pretty quick. Um, because these are they're they're pretty bad. They're uh, let's let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. it seems like you have more fun shouting out the uh, negative comments than uh, than the positive. I'm not. Ones. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be a person that's, that talks about the <laughs> that's not fun at all. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. This, we're making content here. Yeah, buddy. exactly. I mean, okay. So this comes from the <laughs> with with the Reddit username fake vax card. 
cool. That's their username, Fake Vax Card, which is a pretty cool reference to COVID and everything. Yeah. So it just, just, it really, really, really feels like there's a, a, a strong, clear overlap between yeah. certain people's political opinions. I know, and then like their regular opinions that I, I just don't like. It's weird yeah. how that happens. I know. It's 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 kind of well. like there, there's sometimes there's giveaways that like you're just a guy that has bad opinions and is, <laughs> <laughs> likes bad things. I don't I don't know if we're gonna invite fake Vax cards no, to think, come on the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think maybe uh, maybe that invitation is is not on the table. But he says, "Damn, I just realized it's Billy's voice. That's the reason I find it hard to get into their new songs. He sounds too clean and proper." Compared to the in-your-face slash abrasive tone he had, like an American idiot, and before that, uh, and before that, fit their music much more. Rivers Cuomo still sounds good. Tom DeLonge sounds all right on the new album. Billy sounds like a girl. Common GDL, mid-song. Sounds wow. like a filler track from Uno. If these are the two singles they decide to drop. Then it ain't looking good, boys. We are not so back. That uh, there were so many parts of that that I didn't like. Yeah, I, I thought it I was know. gonna be like just the content of it, but even the way it's written uh, really makes my skin crawl. I know. We already we talked about mid. We did. We talked about that. Fucking fucking hate it. Um, it's a but big it just, giveaway. Very bizarre. Um, very bizarre comment to have just in the sense that it's like, what have you been listening to? You know? Yeah. Um, where, I, where is this coming from where it's like, Oh yeah. Like Billy was so in your face on American idiot. Like I, I could see if you were going to be like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, what about insomniac? You know what, this and that, or, you know, what, what, what about like these moments on Nimrod? It's like, I could see making an argument where it's like, Oh yeah. Like Billy was snottier back in the day. Sure. He was, Sure. but, but like, Billy, Billy's not singing any different than how he has for a long time. No, uh, from what I can tell. It so it's like, like I'm not Bill- sure where the yeah. opinion is coming from. This is Billy from the 2010s, um, but no, he he committed the cardinal sin of sounding like a girl. That's the <laughs> that's the worst thing you can do to this person. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. like. He hates when girls sing. Um, right. He likes to listen to manly men like Rivers Cuomo and Tom Long. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you know, when I think of like a like a manly voice, I do think of Rivers Cuomo. You know, he's oh he's certainly that, he's like he, that deep gravelly voice. You like know that he's he like put in a hard day's work and chops some wood. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And and you know, he always sings about like really manly things yeah. as well. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's not not self deprecating or no. or creepy or strange in any no, way. You no, know, no, just no. He's, man, he is you know? a man's man. Not not like some sniveling little nerd who who somehow turned into a rock star. Like just no. a man's man. You know, absolutely. Yeah, he's uh, the 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 picture of masculinity. Um, yeah, so that was that was pretty bad. But uh, the the last one I want to share with you is somehow I I do think it's even worse. I cannot be ready for it then yeah let's hear it no i know i know um and this comes from a good username actually so it was a bit of a shock this comes from this comes from darling depresso (laughs) all right kind of fun he's got like a frankenstein avatar too um he, he says i know this take is likely not going to be a popular one but i would enjoy these songs more if the production process included running Billy Joe's voice through an AI voice model built using every dry vocal of his from 2004, 
if it's done meticulously using dry tracks and then properly comped, it wouldn't at all have that artificial sound full of artifacts like the fan-made AI. It would sound straight out of 2004. Right now, this would be taboo, but eventually de-aging and recreating tones from different artists' eras will be as normal and, and accepted as pitch correction. It's You were right that it's worse. Fucking disgusting. I don't even know what to say. Somebody actually believes this. I know. I, yeah, there's there's not a hint of satire or irony here. I mean, this is it it's really crazy to see how the AI movement ha- has only more and more become worse and worse. Like when we were doing Dune Dudes and and talking about like um you know uh the, the that was a lot of like the cryptocurrency stuff yes. too and like yeah. buying um Jodorowsky's Dune like that but but like that's you know, they they share like that that you know they spawn from like the same like dark refuse a lot of them and are now the same we, people yeah and we we see it you know now and it's it's like you know it it it's it's like is AI art not bad enough like do I have to pretend that people who are typing in a search engine have even a shred of creativity or or fucking integrity for that matter and now you're going to come over and try and apply that to the music realm. And I know that it's not just them. Um, yeah. Fuck. I, I don't know. Like the, the fucking new Beatles song, I, I know. You know, but whatever, but whatever. So, um, to be I'm fair, not here to harp on it. To be fair to the, to the Beatles. Um, it's all that AI was used for on that track was extracting John Lennon's vocals from a, a, a very, uh, poorly recorded demo track and like cleaning it up. It 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 did not. It it's it's all what he's saying. Like it's it's all actually him singing. Um, so it kind of has gotten a bad rep because people kind of ran with it. Um, yeah, but and, I mean, you could see why. I, I think yes, yes. You know, even I would rather have a you know a twenty twenty three Beatles song unfairly lampooned and criticized than have it be accepted. Uh, with open arms because I, I do think it's kind of reflective of people's mass opinions on the technology. And yeah. I, I think, yeah. I think we have every reason to be wary and skeptical of it because it's very anti-art. Agreed. Yeah. I, and, and I think, um, I mean, it's hard. Cause like I, I, I do trust Ringo and Paul to do right by, by the Beatles and by John. And I do think it's, I listen to the song and it's, 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 it's very good. It is. It's a good song. And um, to their credit, too, they both sing on the song, and, but and they did not de-age their vocals. That's something that they, they could do, but they left their vocals like they're old men, you know? Um, so, but it is like Pandora's box in a way where there are, are going to be bad actors that w- after the Beatles, after Paul and Ringo are passed away, who knows what they're going to fucking do, these, these record companies. And I mean, to me... And it might maybe it sounds hyperbolic, but as like an artist and musician, and it, it, it's it, it it's deranged and sickening to me. Yeah, uh, like the fucking guy he has uh, Frankenstein's monster as his avatar. It's like <laughs> it's like this is Frankenstein. This is Frankenstein music. It's fucked up and bad. It's not cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I I actually think you're supposed to feel bad for Frankenstein. Okay. Well. Wait, wait, no, no, sorry. You're supposed to feel bad for Frankenstein's monster, not Frankenstein's Frankenstein. monster. Yes, He's- yes. And so in this case, I that makes me feel bad for Billy because his like, I think as an artist, like you, it's it's 
cool to age with with your audience and it's cool to see you in different eras of your life you know it's like yeah why it's it's the same thing as like airbrushing out wrinkles or something it's, um yeah it, it, so I, I i i there's no no world that i get behind this in no no it's it really is just uh it is gross it is sickening it's like you know the, these people you know almost pathetically i think have been conditioned to want these things um that are just like so outside of like any any sphere of like uh you know, like, like the beautiful nature of humanity, you know, it's like they, they, they truly, you know, feel like they want to make something that's like, you know, better. It's like, oh yeah, you know, sure. You know, Billy, Billy singing now it's like, oh fine. But like we could use technology to make it better. And it's like, you're not, you're not actually improving anything. You know, you're, you're taking away the passion, you know, yeah, for, yeah. for what, like what, what you think is a better product you know these people are just so entitled and and feel like their horrible opinions are are like object uh, uh objective you know yes. it's like oh well wh- isn't it isn't it better because like didn't billy sound better then and blah 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 and if we can do it like and it's like uh yeah no it's really fucked up yeah and and even more scary than that not to not to stay on it but you're saying like oh yeah there's gonna be bad actors and it's like there is but you know how long until you know, whoever, whoever it is, you know, some, some megastar, some influential artist, you know, how long until they do it, um, you know, because they want to legitimately, you know, how, yeah. how long until someone is like, oh, hey, I chose to de-age my voice and then it becomes more and more normalized. Yeah. You know, yeah. how does that change the environment? I know. Um, yeah. It's, it's a slippery slope. And, I know. I know I we mean, can't. We can't fight against yeah. it. Like the, there are going to be really, you know, what I think we're going to consider to be, you know, very bad changes that kind of are inevitable. I can only hope that the artists we place our stock in and support, like Green Day, um, you know, if not use their voice to stand up against it, then at the very least, you know, do not lean into it and normalize it themselves. Yeah, I. I have hope for that. I don't think Green Day would ever indulge such a thing. I don't think most bands that I'm into would indulge such a thing. But I mean, people like Grimes are are already doing that. They're already gi- giving their likeness away to AI. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just going to be it's a can of worms because once the public has access to it, it's already happening with the Blink album. People don't like the the production on the Blink album, so they are using AI to extract the stems of all the individual parts and they're remixing it themselves and they're like look this sounds so much better sounds like shit it's it's uh, I, it, um, <laughs> it's, it's infuriating yeah they're like look it turned the drums down okay what the f- like now it sounds like the vocals are fucking too loud and like the auto tune is like really apparent it's like yeah it's like they don't realize that it's like it's all like a part of uh it's almost like a living organism you know you can't just change one part and then everything else will be fine it's and also the the source that you're not using the source material you're using a uh bastardized fucked up version of the stems like mm-hmm. like uh, I, I mean it it's just it's uh it, it is not going to be good and there's going to be a lot of um a lot of upheaval in the industry going forward no it's 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 too much like it's okay you know it's one thing it used to be normal to just like have 
criticisms. You know, if someone was going to be like, I don't like the drums on this track, I don't like the vocals on this track, it's like, okay, well, you you might disagree or you have your own opinion, but it's like, that's the end of it, yes. you know? And, and now, you know, a whole bunch of fucking idiots who don't have any, any like, capabilities or, or actual skill sets on their own have been handed this thing that allows them to to over exceed like the limits of their of their own stunted uh imagination if you can even call it that because it's essentially you know just just nothing yeah um and they they can actually you know put their criticisms into action it's like oh well you don't you don't like the drums change the drums you don't like the vocals well change the vocals you know and yeah i mean it's uh it's messed up it it's, is. it's messed up it's because there's just no there's no respect for the artists themselves they're like oh well thanks for this i'm gonna make it better it's like you know people don't even appreciate flaws in art like there's there's plenty of art that i don't like and, and we're gonna talk more about that even with green day i know plenty of green day songs i don't like but i would never be like oh yeah you know what i'm gonna change fuck time no i just hate the fucking song sure i'm yeah. not gonna fucking change it yeah, Jesus no, I, and and I think it's something that has evolved a little bit over the last few years. Where because I mean, again on the Blink album, there is this guy who is like, there's a mistake in 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 Tom's vocals on this one part of the song. It's it's like it sounds artificial or whatever. It's it's a mistake. I can't believe they didn't fix that before they put it out. And then everyone's like, I think it's I think they just liked how it sounded and left it in because they like it like that because like his 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 voice cracks and like. It's it's got auto tune on it, so it sounds like a little funny. But uh, somebody actually went to they, they messaged the engineer and, were, and 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 was like, "Hey, why didn't you fix that mistake in that song? It's 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 wrong." And then he was like, "No, I actually like I, I was intentional because we like the like like the emotion in Tom's voice where when he, when his voice cracks, like we think it sounds good. It was intentional." Uh, so yeah, it's like a thing where it, it's like, "No, I know best. This is a mistake. This this is." Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's it's exhausting but um we'll we we will um battle these 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 uh these jokers as they come along which i'm sure they will yeah yeah we had more to say on that than i i really thought we would but um <laughs> i'm glad you brought it up because uh you know it, it's worth just uh you know kind of planting our flag in the ground you know this yeah. is uh this is what we think. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm glad that you you brought it up. Yeah. No. Thanks. I think it's it's clear. It's it's good to be clear about our our uh, our revulsion to to this abomination. Well said, buddy. Um, Connor, anything you want to touch on before we wrap it up? No, I think we kind of laid it all out there. We um, did. I'm happy yeah. with what we discussed. Yeah. Same. And we will continue to cover the rollout of this this album as it uh, comes along. Um. You can follow us on Twitter at Green Dudes Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Green Dudes Pod. Uh, please let us know if um, you have any thoughts on AI. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll take you on, buddy. We'll wipe the floor with you. We don't care. Um, or if you have any other thoughts about Green Day or the song, uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, shoot us a DM. Follow us. Um, please subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a nice review. Make sure you're very sweet to us. Uh, and I think both of us deserve a compliment. If you're going to write a review, make sure both of us have a compliment. Not just one of Thank us, because if, if you. you leave one of us out, we will be sad. And, and, and sometimes people think, because we have the same name, you can just double up. No. Exactly. Okay? We, we have exactly. our own fucking feelings. In so. all our lives, we've, we've dealt with this. Please 
please, you know, we are two individuals. Um, and until next time, folks, stay punk. Right? Like that? You like that? Yeah, that's good. That's how I'm going to end good. it. Stay punk. Cool. All yeah, right. I like it. Okay. <laughs>